All right, all right. We are back. Episode four. We back. We are back. I'm here with uh my homies. Uh, this is a one way street podcast. Back with the homies. We got Marcus. We got Tyler. What's good, folks? What's good, man? How y'all doing? Hey, man. We good. Hey, I'm here. I'm good. Everything's well. Any uh good reflections in the week? Um, hmm. Nah, my week sucked. Y'all go. Mm. <laughs> um, I woke up like you know when you like you sleep on your arm a funny way mm-hmm. kind of messed me up exactly yeah <laughs> I had a Yo, week of injuries it's funny that you bring that up I've been sleeping on my hand very in an awkward way for the past like week like I've been waking up just like yo why the fuck am I like sleeping on half my hand mm-hmm. and then the yeah. other half is like no yeah. I don't know I feel like there's definitely something in the air true not a bad week though I can't complain weather's been semi most okay. definitely we in fall. Yeah. We, we, that transition. Fallish. Welcome to October. Um, I hope everybody is enjoying their fall. Uh, this is a one-way street podcast. I'm your host, Lenny One Way. Uh, this is episode four. A lot of podcasts don't make it to episode four. No, no sir. No, I mean, no, I mean this episode four. Uh, I'm glad y'all here with us. Um, I like to thank everybody who is listening on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, tuning in on YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You know what I mean? We're going to really appreciate that. We really need that spreading the message forward. I'd like to thank Paradox Visions. My man's Kaz. We here with Kaz, too. Shout out, Kaz. Whole gang here. So today, we're going to get into uh, everything that involves making us better as people. Uh, We're here to foster a better relationship with character, a better relationship between men and women, a better relationship between everybody, because character is first. Um, we starting to understand that money isn't everything. It's all about what you do with your money. It's all about how you treat people. It's all about who gonna be there when it's time for you to go. Are you gonna die alone? The real questions that you know we like to get to before this. It's the end. Oh, very true. I mean, like that's that's a good question. I think there's a there's a slight difference though when you think about just like the money, because obviously there's an understanding that there's a race towards uh, some numerical value. No mm-hmm. one knows what it is: millionaire, trillionaire, bill, whatever it is. Yeah, you feel me? Mm-hmm. But there's that that race towards that. But then there's also the race towards, you know, building those relationships that are gonna last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Relationships you're always gonna remember. Relationships you want to die with, thinking mm-hmm. about. You know, so. You know, finding that the the middle ground between that is always a good thing because you don't definitely want to immerse yourself so much in just getting experiences and meeting people that you don't mm-hmm. focus on a career. Something you need to make sure that you can live a nice, long, you know, fiscally safe life. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, well being. So just trying to find the middle ground between those two ideas is is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus. What's your, what's your take on that? I ain't even going front. You could run that back one more time? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, Tyler, Tyler Words got nah, me Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he do that. He do that. He really do. Yo. Let's see how I do, though. Yo, honestly, I want to relate that back to uh, mental health. 
Uh, I think that's the whole reason we started this podcast, just to maintain a good mental space. You know what I mean? Because everybody had this point in time where they were depressed, sad, and anxious, you know. Um, And then those things could somehow accumulate and then become much more larger pronounced things. You know what I mean? So, like, where, where, where did you... When did you start taking care of your mental health, people? Um, sheesh, it wasn't too long ago. Um, I want to say maybe like two years ago at this point. And um, I didn't really know that I was in too deep. Mm-hmm. And I had to have my family and my friends sort of like pull me aside and like tell me like, Yo, you're not really being like yourself right now. And I just had to like, instead of just being that that person where it's like easy to just be like oh like they just don't understand me mm-hmm. nah, bro i had to just like snap back like okay something new has to happen in order for me to to conquer what's whatever's going on because i had i had depression i had anxiety and i feel like those are things that don't necessarily go away it's just you get better at managing them mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah everybody well before i even say that right I just I just like hearing when somebody's talking to you, like, and they might have no idea where your mental health was at one point, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was going through a really bad depression or a really like, mm-hmm. you know, isn't all depression really bad?" Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I just had to realize that if I'm not the only person who goes through this, mm-hmm. and it's other people that have to live not worse lives, but you know, have more difficulties and more hurdles to overcome. Mm-hmm. Why can't I do it? You know what I'm saying? So for me. I went to therapy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I just use, and it's a lot of stigma that comes from therapy and, and a lack of it. Mm-hmm. But like, I really just went and I got to have somebody who, you know, I could bounce ideas off of and they could either agree with what I'm saying or play devil's advocate. True. And I just needed somebody to listen, bro. And mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that was, that helped me clear up my thoughts. That helped me just get more organized. And then, you know, you, you take that with you everywhere that you go. So, I mean... Everybody can do it, bro. And I just, I was at a point, the biggest the biggest problem with depression, anxiety, and all that, or, or not knowing what the problem is, is not knowing what the problem is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you can't pinpoint what it is, then you then you stuck, then you lost in translation. But once you realize what it is, then you can hone in on it. So, I mean, that's, that's my take. And I feel like mine was building up for maybe like from 19, 20 to like 22. But... Like I said, bro, you just got to take whatever steps there is. So I didn't just do therapy. Like, I, that's that's for the communication. Like, you got to work out. You got to eat right. You got to make your bed every day. Like, when you get up, it'll say your prayers if you're spiritual or you're religious. You know what I'm saying? Do what do whatever you need to. And, you know, we're going to talk about is happiness different? You know, does happiness look the same for everybody? We'll get into that later, but that's a hint. So that's, that's me. I'll have you know. Marcus, uh, he, he's he's talking the truth, but Marcus also ran a red light on the way here today, so <laughs> he's not perfect. He's, he's, he's not perfect. Tyler was in the car. Tyler was in the car. Tyler, when did you start taking care of mental health? When did mental health become uh, something that was worth taking care of? It's a good question. I think it's when it's that point where you understand that there's there's only a certain level of covering up you can do mm, as far yeah. as your emotions, mm-hmm. and how you feel on a day to day and where those emotions connect to 
actions act being made in your real life. True. So, you know, you could think in your head, feel a certain way, things can happen to mm-hmm. you. But that point where it's like, okay, I'm waking up in a bad mood. I can't pretend to be tough today just to get through the day. Exactly. Because it's all starting to drain out. Exactly. So at, it's hard to even pinpoint a time period for me to even say two, three, five. It's a couple years ago, I would say. I, I looked in the mirror and I could tell. I was like, all right, like the way I'm feeling on a day to day, the way I'm looking, that's that correlates directly to how I behave. True. Towards other people and interactions with myself mm-hmm. so at that point it was like all right let's like let's make a serious change and it started with physical physical physically you know engaging myself in exercise on a daily basis mm-hmm. and then from there i moved to uh diet what i put in my body every day yeah. that's important and then from there talking to people having the confidence to talk to strangers about my issues and have them give me their opinion and what they think. Just like Marcus said, you know, have someone else outside of your life give mm-hmm. you an outlook. Be devil's advocate to some of your ideas, your thoughts, some of the things you've done. And that's the start, really. You got to be comfortable. You got to be comfortable having those conversations because yeah, until true. you can have a conversation and say it out loud and be comfortable with someone else hearing it, mm-hmm. then it's, it's kind of tough to start making these changes in your life. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how it started for me, man, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I definitely agree. Um, I feel like mental health usually becomes a problem once you start realizing that your actions and behaviors aren't resembling your true character, your true foundational character. And because I try not to, like the life that I live now, I try not to judge people off their behaviors or one particular action because I know that doesn't always relate back to their character. Deep down, they could be a whole nother person, but they have to, you know, they're doing this behavior because they could be confused in their mind. So, uh, I I want to talk about mental health because people who suffer from mental health issues, like the real mental health issues, because we all have them, you know, uh, everybody's been through something, so no there no mental health is bigger or more scary than another we not we not having an oppression olympics bro yeah we all got it yeah every everybody has some type of stress the difference between now and 50 years ago was people were more understanding people were more supportive of one another people didn't have a problem showing love but the life we live now is all about flexing, being better than someone else I'm and putting yeah, putting up the front <laughs> of being better than someone else, but you're no better than anyone else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we're we're running into that now where people are putting themselves into this mental hell all because of the life that you have to always chase something. You can nothing's ever enough. Nothing's ever like worthy of just being happy you know and and living in the moment so mental health is uh something very dear to me i would say because i had so many different phases and chapters in life where i felt like i wasn't okay i felt like i was different um many times in those moments those differences where i felt i would be able to act on them 
and just feel like, man, I'm that different. Like, that's why I'm acting this way. I would understand triggers and things that would make me act a certain way, but I would use it to, I don't know, just like really act, you know, just be, behave, you know what I mean? So um, we have to understand that finding a real balance, finding that real balance within yourself, it does always start from realizing, hey, something's wrong. Okay. You start from that, something's wrong. And if you just want a bunch of yes men, yes men. Yeah, you could find that. You could find that. You could find people who will enable you and run you into the ground. But You got, like, you feel me? I wouldn't talk about something unless I've been through it. So, like, if everybody in my life that's close to me is saying, yo, Marcus, you acting a little different. You're not right. You got to take heed to stuff like that. You mm-hmm. can't just treat it like, like I said before, like nobody understands me. Mm-hmm. I just want to shut everything out. That's corny, respectfully. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, um, I was one of those folks like Marcus, you wildin', <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and that's that's what good people will do for you because they'll let you know, hey, right now you off your path, you you out, you're on the path of greatness. Before something veered you off, we want to make sure you get back on road. The bad friend would be like, yo, you off road, but yo, the car is nice. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, yeah. you you off your path, but that car is tough. You know, so it's like, who's gonna make sure that you gonna make sure you're balanced? And that that person is you. It always starts with you, but sometimes we need help, and that's not the problem. It's never a problem with needing help. It's never a problem with needing support because support wouldn't judge you for it. You know, real, real support would never judge you for it because they would know what they're that's that's part of their purpose to be there for you. You know, people who experience mental illness were the people who or are the people who understand that there's a hell on earth and and people who beat mental illness are also people who understand that there's hell on earth, but there's also heaven. And there's a better place. You know what I mean? So that's really important. You know? I feel like that's really important because those are the people who can... They're not the crazy people. They're not the people who... Oh, they're... they're those are the people who can actually show you life is what you make it. Your mind is the strongest thing that you have. Not your wallet. Not, not your power. You know what I mean? Your mind the ability to make choices those are your your power sources you know and i think just putting people on a path and helping people understand that that's what you have to tap into is kind of where where the battle is now like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to tap into self and find that strength that energy that that idea that thought just to get themselves going you know mm-hmm. and no, that's, let me just divert my attention yep. yeah yeah Yep, you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself that's the a lot of times that's the only way you could grow we know what's distractions yeah. you know you know when you're distracting yourself sometimes consciously you won't but i'm here to tell you now that you do you know you you know now that all the women that you chase but you're overweight it's it's like yeah possibly i'm, I'm distracting myself from my main goals the things that i need to focus on so it's like mood uh mood if you experience any anxiety depression anything really mood is a direct reflection of diet Mm -hmm. 
like you you have to eat certain nutrition just to make sure you have a stable mood some people love to like gloat about their mood swings or oh i'm moody oh i'm bipolar it's like what are you doing to fix that now because now you're telling us you have a problem you have a disorder but what can you do to make that better so you're not impacting people negatively some people rather own these things you know what i mean things that are destroying them personality trait like Crimea River, bro. I mean, granted, the the diet is important, right? Because even when I was going through all these all these afflictions, right? I was going to school. I was commuting like forty five minutes a day to and from, and like I wouldn't be prepping my food, like my lunch, or like you, you stuck with whatever's on campus. You feel yeah. like no, that shit is bullshit. Like OD. You know what I'm saying? So that it'll, but like you said, like it, it is all about diet, and it, it starts first. And even if that diet is food. Mm-hmm. The content you watch or what you participate in, all that makes sense. You you need some kind of release, you know what I'm saying? For some people that's working out, when I was at school, right, I had my own uh, student-ran organization. And that's like, that was my motivation to even stay in school. So even with all the, all the, the negativity and the adversity that I had to deal with, that was still like my motivation. Like, all right, I'm about to come out today. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's important. It's important. Diet. Diet is everything because the things that you consume are the things that kind of make your life up in a way. Like your daily, you know? So if you're on Instagram for six hours out of the day, that does play a role in what your growth is, how much you're growing, if you're not growing, what you're seeing, what you're taking in, what you're learning. Everyone's learning. I would never take it from somebody to call them dumb because... If you're learning, you could you could definitely be learning. The phone is designed like a human brain. So, yeah, you probably know everything about Cardi B and what she wears and and Fashion Nova. You know, you would probably know all these things. But what are you learning for you? What are you learning to make you better? Yeah, And I think a lot of that is what is that information worth? What is it worth? You feel me? So, like, you could go on the Internet and learn 150 different facts mm-hmm. but if none of it is relevant to anything you do exactly. nothing you need to get done to make sure you can live a certain way then mm-hmm. it's just that it's almost just that. irrelevant like so. irrelevant and that's where the internet becomes a problem the the instant variety mm-hmm. the idea and the ability to instantly be able to look into anything at mm-hmm. any point in the day mm-hmm. it's it's not natural you can't you it never allows you to focus on any given thing at one time so true it one thing i would one thing i would say to everyone is you know i mean it sounds crazy but put the phone down probably 50 percent of the week make sure you don't have your phone like if you have an iphone and you get that message on sunday like how much how, how long have you been staring at your phone pay attention to that yeah it's literally becoming easier to put your phone down exactly like it, it's it's always easy to put your phone down when you're actually doing things. So I encourage people to actually get up and go do something. Once you actually get up and go do something, you wouldn't have a need to be on your phone all the time. Yeah, and it will get to a point where when you are on your phone, there's usually money involved. Or there's usually some type of business or growth for yourself involved. Whether that be linking up with friends, whether that be going to work out with friends. But it's always a planning Planning is better for the phones because if it's going to be a computer, let it be a computer. 
don't let it just be something that you're browsing on and scrolling and scrolling because ten to one it won't get you anywhere. Um it become your muscle memory. You know the moments where you, you reach for your phone and you like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you realize like, you're tripping. Exactly. exactly. That's so, because you've been on your phone too much. Exactly. Way too much muscle memory. Instant gratification is something that I feel like our generation has suffered from and the generation before us because we're starting to see that people are, less people are getting married. Less people are even staying married. So it's like people almost can't, we, we worked on being instantly gratified for like 20, 30 years. And then by the time it's time to actually get real about life and serious, it's like, oh, things aren't as easy. And I can't get these things as easy as I wanted them, you know? So it's like, whoa, why is that? Because you're not used to putting in the work. You weren't at, at 20 or at 18. You were looking at your phone and you were... Everything was easy. Cheating in college was easy. But sitting down and having this talk, this hard talk with your partner, that's going to be the hard part. You know what I mean? But, you know, the sex and everything before that was so easy. But the actual sitting down and actually coming to agreements and things, that's the hard part. Communicating is the hard part. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like the hard work wasn't the hard work was never implemented and you never had those phases of time where you had to put your head down and focus and grind on yourself to understand that it all played a role for later on you know families seeing families together like all that stuff is just not common anymore because we don't put in the hard work you know it's not common to see people putting in work anymore and i think it it, it stems from how even marriage is presented you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where you look at marriage and it's not necessarily presented in the light of, you know, this is something you're going to have to work, work at with another person. Mm-hmm. Feelings of, you know, loneliness, insecurities, like those are real feelings that, mm-hmm. you know, come out of a marriage and have to be addressed. So that that idea of that type of work isn't anything that people are shown on a daily basis. True. So I don't even think a lot of people have a really good concept of what a marriage is and mm-hmm. what can be, what you can receive from a marriage, mm-hmm. like how much you can gain from it, whether it's love, creating life, mm-hmm. raising a child. It's, it's, it's a lot you could do with a, with a good marriage, you know? True. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. I think a lot of people just see it as like, okay, I got to marry this woman. Exactly. And if we get a divorce, she gets half. Mm-hmm. Like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, y'all feel me? Like, yeah. shit. Like, yeah. you went from getting married to like, yeah, it's Gosh. over and she gets half. Exactly. Like, just summed it up like that. Like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to get married too if someone summed it up to me like that. Exactly. You feel me? So, um, I feel like it's more of a, it's security for, it's, it's, Marriage is supposed to be selfless. I feel like I feel like you're not supposed to be very selfish with a marriage. I feel like you don't you're not supposed to see it as you're taking this person off the market because if that's the case if you're looking at it like that you're thinking about the end already in a way. I feel like marriage is your wife like you looking at a bad break. Yeah, like marriage is definitely supposed to be something where I believe it's for the kids. It's for the kids' sake. It's for their sake to see a good relationship while they're like from an infant 
to they could go to school and see these little kids acting like they're in relationships in middle school and you know but be like yeah but mom and dad are at home and that's a real relationship you know what i mean but not to give in remember in middle school where you were dating a girl and it was like real and it's only because you never saw a real official like relationship at home or something to be like this isn't real like i'm not really giving in too much you probably give it your all in middle school you might give it your all in high school but it's like to know what love is that kid could grow up seeing love and understanding how that worked, how he was brought or how he or she was brought into this world. So I think that's what marriage is for. The idea of divorce, I'm not with. I wouldn't divorce. I don't think I would. I think nah, I think divorce, if you won't say all that stuff, why would you divorce someone? Like the exactly. sickness and health and all that stuff. But I, I, I think that goes back to what Tyler said about like, the image of what marriage is to people because people are not looking at it like a business move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be plenty of divorces. We've seen that too often. I feel like a lot of the reason... But even that, like, it's not even solely a business move. I mean, business... Not solely, but that's the yeah. part that people forget about. 60%. Yeah, I'll say 60% business. Love is business. In a way. In the social construct we've created. Yeah. Lo- honestly, love is business. Like, you know what I mean? Like. And, and, and let's take it a step farther. We're one of the only countries that looks at marriage in this, this lovey-dovey sort of way. But you go to, you know, and I'm not I'm not being uh, vague for, for no reason. But you go to different parts of Africa, Asia. You go up to where the Inuit people are. They have different reasonings for marriage and it's not about like oh yeah i love and cherish this person it's mm-hmm. like all right it's a business like yo, we got to make this work mm-hmm. we got to to survive Very true. so we're one of the only countries that you know doesn't look at it that way versus mm-hmm. so we're, we're a small we're a small percentage of the the world audience when it comes to marriage yeah like i think i think it's, it's definitely important that you love the person but love is one of those things where actual love is to stick it out you know, it actually means the unconditional part is when it's you're you're sticking it out and you're going for understanding over oh no, nah, my pride is hurt. No, nah, I can't, I can't, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Or that's where like that work that. comes into play. Exactly. You really gotta work at a marriage, you know. And, and a lot of people don't wanna work even towards like keeping a relationship like vibrant, you know, keeping that flame going. Mm-hmm. And that takes work. You may have to go to the gym, what, three days in a row, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Who knows? For 10 months just to get your body right so your wife looks at you and be like, yeah, he's sexy. And, you know, it, that's worth it because now your wife's happy. You feel me? Yeah, so. true. Honestly, it's like things like that where it's like you take care of yourself and you know how to love yourself in order for someone to even possibly love you. You know, but you have to understand how to love yourself first. And in that in that instance, from that self-love to another person saying, oh, wow, you love yourself. I love that. You love yourself. And then I love myself. Yeah, too. exactly. And, and <laughs> you it's just an exchange. And that influence is never lowering the standard. That would never Keeping lower the standard yeah. high at all times, because then you require excellence from someone else and they require it from you so you both get the best of each other exactly exactly and it's like i know there's a lot of women out there who who definitely want marriage you know what i mean but 
are you are you moving like you want marriage you know what i mean like are you acting as if you want marriage you know these things change the whole game and and a lot of women don't like to hear it you know what i mean like are you acting as such that you want marriage because if not oh okay all right city girl <laughs> i mean if you if you think if you think you're winning in this instance then okay but at the end of the day we know it's a race right we know it's, it's the, the man's race and the woman's race they're, they're different you know what i mean so it's like i never i never would encourage my daughter to engage in that race just because that's not her battle that's not her battle her her battle is to be the beauty standard and make anybody rise to her like her standard yeah. if they can't rise to her standard then they don't deserve that woman that's usually how it goes or that, that's how it's supposed to go you know what i mean men aren't the beauty standard you know what I mean? Females represent what it is to beautify and be beautiful. This is the standard. If you're if you're a man and you call yourself a man, then you rise to this standard and then you can you can reach this, you know? But nowadays it's like, no, nah, I'm really reachable. Okay, if you're really reachable, then yo, you're not gonna ever get proposed to. That's gonna hurt you when you're thirty five. Forty. Yeah. You know, at 40, yeah. you'll feel that. You'll understand, oh, man, I was never worth it. So how do we move with worth? That's a big deal for today. How do you move with, like, worth? How do you how do you maintain this value? Always love yourself, and you show that person that you're in a relationship that you love yourself, and you put yourself first. And it's like, they have to respect that, you know? Because if they love themselves, they... They feel the same exact way, and that's where it becomes business. I feel like that's where it becomes business. You know what I mean? It's suitable be- to become business, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, all right, if if you don't reach these standards or you're not giving me what I desire, then that's when I can't do this. You know what I mean? It's just like Real business. It's, it's, yeah, it's just Real like life. a job. When you keep coming up, when you keep coming late, or you, you're not doing things right, you're fired and that's dope though like when i think about that that's a real dope idea because i think that's some shit that can always keep me honest it'll always you never there's never no point where it's like damn i'm slipping this month Mm now i'm never slipping because my wife this is a woman that i love i see every day is gonna keep me honest you Mm -hmm. feel me so Mm -hmm. that should be a lot of the inspiration behind marriage for a lot of men out there like if you're looking to be consistently motivated Go find you a good woman because mm. she's going to keep you motivated. You're not going to want to slack because she's not going to look at you the same way. True. And she'll be the first to tell you you're different. Mm-hmm. True. So, I mean, honestly, when I think about it, that that's a real inspiration for marriage. Even for me, when I, it's making me smile right now because I'm yeah. like, damn, like, wow. It's the, it's and it's wild because even when I go out into public and I see beautiful women, growing up, there's always just been that inspiration like, damn, like. Not even necessarily like I see a pretty woman. I'm like, damn, I would definitely like make love to her. Like, I definitely want to fuck. You know, <laughs> yeah. shit like that. It's more so like I see a beautiful woman and I'd be like, damn, that woman wouldn't want to be with a man that ain't on his shit. How do you? What, get how could I go get on my yo, shit right now? You feel me? I might go home and do 50 push-ups. I think one summer I may have seen a beautiful woman outside, and I spent the rest of the summer just doing push-ups in my crib. Cause I'm just like, hey, 
Ain't no girl like that gonna want no dude that ain't on the it's shit. It's the motivational factor you know? that they bring. So it's that's like, why even when I see men go out and they do crazy outlandish things when they meet beautiful, and I'm like, damn, like that shit just don't motivate you to be a better man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, all around. Because if you a better man all around, like you're not gonna go to her. She's gonna come to you. True. You don't have to be outlandish every time. Yeah, every time, and that's that's like real. And I feel like. I feel like kids deserve that, you know what I mean? Because God forbid you're just out here on your on your dating regime and then you just get someone pregnant or ladies, you get pregnant. It's like now, oh, you have a big heart and uh, you, I, I got to I gotta just, you know, figure it out. What? The part before that should have been figured out, you know what I mean? The part before you you had like... You know what I mean? Before you had sex, it yeah. should have been figured out. I mean, that's the truth that we don't want to talk about or hear, you feel me? But it needs to be addressed. It's a lot of shame. It's a lot of shame in the game. I feel like a lot of females um, who were single moms. Um, I was actually, I was raised by a single mom. But it's like a lot of females who are single moms, they do carry a level of shame. Possibly because that man wasn't the man that she thought he would be or... She carried out the actual plan to have a child, and now she doesn't have help. It's a lot of shame of men who, oh, I shouldn't have slept with this chick, and now she's pregnant. It's, it's a lot of shame that people carry that does have to carry on to that child. I feel like that's the generational curse in itself that we deal with in America. Kids who know their parents didn't want them, or they feel like they came at a bad time in their parents' life. And they could see that yeah. while they're growing up. You know what Sheesh. I mean? And and that has to be... I see the correlation with lack of marriage. Or good marriage or stable marriage or stable homes. So it's like people are dealing with growing up with shame. Feeling like, yo, I'm, why did this not go right? Why did, why did this happen this way? I feel like there's ways of fixing that. And it always requires love. It always requires further understanding and painful truths, truths that have to be acknowledged. You know, like if you're if you're dating, say you're on Tinder right now, fellas, ladies, you're on Tinder right now. Are you asking those brutal questions when you meet somebody? You know, are you asking this woman? Hey, you're you're beautiful. You know, I like the conversations that we having, but. You know, I, I know you want to link. I know you want to link. All right, she want to link. But I have a question. Like, have you ever been, you know, sexually abused or manipulated in any kind of way or, or hurt by a man? When are those questions? Give me the trigger warnings. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Let's, let's, you, you, you don't ask these questions because they might have shame attached to them. And now you might not carry out the plan that you are going to. But. What is that? You know, like why run away from that? Why run away from that? It's like we 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 run away from the big deals, the the big questions, the the hard questions, the hard truths because it might trigger some type of shame, some type of guilt, and feeling like yo, all right, should I still do this? Mm-hmm. But you know, right from wrong, like we 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 have this moral compass to the point where it's like if this woman did tell you, yeah, I. I have been I have been abused before, 
and it actually does affect me and say she starts tearing up oh yeah you might not have sex with her yeah you might not sure. have sex with her you yeah, might that, you might have to be an actual man at that moment and be a protector provide some type of compassion but ah uh, nah i'm gonna just link with her later <laughs> I'm gonna just link her another time. I'm gonna just link her another time. She was emotional. What? (laughs) Yo, these same moments and and like those same times where you are a dog, you are a dog. Yo, that always comes back. Somehow, that energy and that karma, you reap what you sow. The chickens come home to roost. It always comes back. And those are the same thoughts that I started having when I started thinking, like, yo, I want to have a kid, but I always want to have a son. I kept saying that. Like, I can't wait to have a son. And a girl told me, like, what if you have a daughter? I was like. Yeah, because it's 50-50. You keep, you keep saying that. It's like, that's where it's going to lean to. But yeah, what you I, talking about, a daughter? What? I could have a daughter. Like, yo, that, that was, yeah. that was you wasn't a, being logical. I wasn't being logical. So actually, you know, being being a, a man, you have to be logical. You might have a daughter. You might have three daughters. Yeah. And, and what you gonna be mad? Daughters. Yeah. And what you gonna be upset about that? No, that could be a blessing. You might be able to be the best protector, like you were able to be for your wife, and now you're able to lead that on to being a protector for everyone your whole family the flock you know but it all comes with addressing this shame this guilt because it's a lot of times where we know something's not right we know "Mm, this is out the ordinary Hmm, this girl this girl wants to link with all of my my, all of my boys at the same time oh this might not be (laughs) see but see but at that point i think I think we got to help people understand that you have to address your wants and uh, desires. Yeah, your wants and your desires and also understand that sacrifice makes sense. Mm. There's a lot you can get from sacrifice. Yeah, you you know, you may be in the car with that girl that night. You may ask her that question and she may tell you that she was sexually assaulted. And, you know, you may not have sex with her that night, but the work you're going to put in to build a better relationship is for a lack of better words gonna equal out to better sex at a later date like (laughs) it's gonna put you in a you're gonna enjoy that a little bit more because you kind of went through a process to acquire it i mean yeah yo when when was it out of the ordinary for a man to actually care or to ask these questions you know what i mean she might look at you like oh i'm a I linked with a hundred dudes on this Tinder app. None of them ever asked me something like that. They always went straight to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're different. Care to be different. Why do you care about me? Yeah. She that might trigger something in her because no one ever cared about her like that, you know. And we as we as men, we have like this this power, like I said before, to change the scenario and be that like difference, you know change the energy in the room why not be better people and run off a better character something that you could always live with when you look back now and you look back at your past you're just like y'all played that situation right though you know as right as you could have yeah like I, yeah. I i did this right like i did this the right way just so nothing ever does come back to haunt you 
a lot of people deal with guilt. Like I said, they deal with the past and what they did wrong in the past. And it's like, if you operate off of a strong moral compass and good character, you'll never look back and be like, I did that wrong. Or I could have did that better. I could have said that better. I ain't have to do that. You know? Just a thought, people. It's just a thought. Do you think it's influences, though? Like a lot of influences that, you know, result in certain men making just, you know, poor decisions. They're influenced by things they see in the outside world that may be, that may misconstrue itself into a want. Yes. A decision, a bad decision is made. Yes, yes. I told you, America is the most perverse country in the world. It most definitely is. Everything, sex is in everything. Like, I remember when we were kids, like, if a show, like, even started talking about sex, it had to be on late night or something where Yo. you're sneaking off and you're, you've, you've probably seen this, but... Seeing girls going wild commercials yeah. in the morning, bro. I was nine, bro. It's, I was nine it's a, it's a lot of things where perversion it's like yo this was never supposed to be this way you were never supposed to look at females like they don't have emotions too you know what i mean or this one got emotions this one got emotions or this one doesn't you know what i mean that never was the case where now it's like oh no she she's no she's definitely out here like that so nah, you could you know what i mean so there's there was never this swing level of just respect you know, as a whole, too. Thinking about it, I feel like it may go back to that when you encounter someone that is that you would probably define as like out of this world, attractive, someone that may even be out of your level. You know, you look at her and be like, that's wifey. Mm-hmm. And I think like, do you say that because just like of, her standards may be so high and mm-hmm. she may be so out of your league that. You don't even think you could get it, but if you could, you would keep it forever. And you would treat it like you would. Probably someone you would look at and be like, oh, yeah, that's she's not wifey, but I'll fucking get out of here, you know? That's what eats him alive. And and I think that that might be an issue, too, man. I really think that might be an issue, too. Because there are a lot of women that, you know, may not meet that beauty standard, Mm -hmm. that universal beauty standard that we all Mm -hmm. kind of agreed upon right now, but may have a lot of qualities and attributes about her that mm-hmm. make her a good qualification to be what a wife you know a, a good wife at that so i mean it's crazy to think about it really is like the prettiest people have like sometimes the most attractive women have the most problems exactly the ugliest, yeah. you know like, so it's like but a good personality on someone that might not tickle your fancy that that boosted up to me at least you know what i mean and then in time with building a relationship someone that wasn't initially attractive Mm -hmm. can you know blow you out of this world yeah once you start to learn and understand that's because you'll always know and all reality as a as a man there's always going to be some somebody that you know what i mean like j cole said you know what i mean it's always like love yours you know yeah. what i mean there's always gonna be something new something the grass is greener on the other side until you on the other side for real so that's, that's why i feel like it's important to ask those questions that you talk that's about. what i'm they saying they may be tough but those questions could help you get those feelings and those emotions mm-hmm. that are going to build a solid foundation for a relationship because it's tough you don't I, 
you could meet an attractive woman and say, you know, we've built this relationship on sex. We we're both attractive and, you know, it worked. But damn, like, it's a lot more pure and natural. And it feels better saying, you know, we clicked. You know, we talked about our lives yeah. and things mm-hmm. made sense. And we we're able to rationalize certain things we couldn't rationalize before meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, so, damn. It's important to understand that sex can't be the only thing just because sex is everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's like. The, and I think there needs to be an understanding that, like, there's. I feel like there are like two ways to really look at sex and we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. One, sex is used to create life, mm-hmm. to have a baby. And then there's another way we've decided to look at it. Like we're going to take pleasure out of sex. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess once you get a wife and you know, you start creating life, you can start taking that pleasure. But to do it prior to being married mm-hmm. is like very detrimental. It's like, yo, in all reality, um, it, it all comes back down to shame. Like, if you have to, if you have to, like, keep doing certain things as a man and just, like, you have to lie, you know, anytime you really have to lie, that that should be already, like, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm operating off of shame. Like, I'm, I'm shameful that I even have to do this to get this yeah. or say this to get this. It's it's always going it's always going to come back to haunt you. But I, I guess some people have more. I don't want to say memory, right? But a, a lie has legs. Like some people are just so like trained to want to continue their lies. But that's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? So if, even if you're a good liar, it's like yo, you're gonna have to retrace your steps sooner or later. You know what I mean? Shit hits the fan eventually. Yeah. And that's usually when mental health develops. You know what I mean? That's and why it, you have like narcissists. It may that, start on the other side of that spectrum where you're not the one experiencing the shame, but you're the one that could react to someone who may have done something bad and you could be like, Yeah, you should be shameful, you know. Mm-hmm. It, we should all be a little bit more accepting accepting of people who make bad decisions true. or have done something that isn't necessarily right true you know yeah. true. And i'm not saying you know someone who triple homicide like mm-hmm. oh yeah he's a good guy but like you know someone made a bad decision in I a relationship lied. yeah i feel you gotta like be able to just rationalize things i and like accept things i like seeing people like i like meeting people who made bad decisions or you know, I like hearing about the bad decisions just because there's so many people with the, these facades and they fake the perfect image. And it's like, that's what scares me most. The the perfect and the things that look too good, that's what scares me most. Like, you know what I mean? The flexing all the bread, it, that tells me more so you're broke. The flexing of the straps, that tells me more so those aren't yours. Is what we show off what we're the, yeah, we always could show off what you're not used to, what you're not accustomed to. You know what I mean? It's like all these things where if it's if it's usually highly flexed, it has lower value. Like truly to that person. You know? Yeah. And that's scary, you know what I mean? Because think about it. If a female uh has like a, a very low value for herself. She really doesn't doesn't know where that is. That can lead to a lot of destructive things, right? Uh, take a man who has no value for himself. That leads to usually him dying some way, dying somehow. Or incarceration. Dying yeah. or incarceration somehow. It's like so. It's like after a while, these behaviors could work you up to a moment where you're like, yo, 
I'm 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 not where I need to be. Like something is off, you know. So acknowledge the shame and don't be afraid to change. Like your best you is it's awaiting you, you know, like it's it's to come, but it takes steps, it takes completion, you know. Some of us know what shame looks like because we've already been through it. Oh, we everyone's been shamed before. Some people have like parents that were too hard on them, or don't have parents at all, or they were shamed by like people, fat shame, slut shame. Honestly, I don't see it as a bad thing though. Like, hey, if you out here bugging, if you get shamed for being a slut, that's probably because people know your character and they're saying, "Yo, you bugging, and you gonna catch something." How about we should hear it? How how about yeah? How about you go for it and you listen to them? Fat shame. If you're overweight, fat shaming. I'm gonna just yeah, say like, it. I'm gonna be the person to say it because I wouldn't even be at this weight right now if I wasn't fat shamed, bro. You need to be fat shamed. You need to be reminded of what you look like. You have to okay. be reminded about about your your character and what is true to you. Like if someone saw you at one point in life at like 12, and you were always like. Whatever you said, you did, and you live by that. No matter what happened between that time and, like, that time and that time between 12 and now, you still used to be a person who did and said whatever they meant and all these things. So it's like somebody might come up to you like, hey, nah, you, you're not on your path anymore. Like, you, you gaining weight and stuff. You used to be caring about push-ups and impressing girls and stuff. And that might be what you needed, but you didn't take the time to listen to that person. You just mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm going to react. And reacting is usually the worst thing when it comes to love. And if you're going, and, you know, back to fat shaming, but if you're going to grow up fat, right, you're going to have to learn how to deal with it one way or another. So you oh, either, of course. So you either going to have the jokes ready uh, at all times, or you're going to be like, yo, this is the motivation I need. I'm going to cut down. I'm going to do whatever mm-hmm. I have to do. Like, come on, man. When it comes to fat shaming, you're going to have to deal with it one way or another. And it's going to have to be another because it ain't me. You heard? <laughs> we diesel over here. We so diesel. We so big. I got on a tight shirt. Okay. Love yourself, bro. Yo. You looking at him right now flexing. He, that's all love. Honestly. Mm-hmm. As it that's comes down to. It's, Are it's, you bothered? It's the real love. <laughs> it's the real love, too. Like, man, like, seeing people really love themselves that brought a lot of joy to me it started bringing joy to me and that's when i knew i was in a different place in life like seeing people smiling and happy like within themselves that is so dope because usually those people that you actually see smiling like that they're not the rich person they're not the one pulling off in a lamborghini like you saw on instagram they're usually the person who set out on this this journey of making themselves happy, making sure that they get they put in the work so they do have these moments where they could relax. They put in the work so they made sure they could have a family and kids that have a mom to look up to. Like it's 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 real I think that's real man shit, man. Like that's how you escape shame, really. You gotta yeah, love yourself. Yeah, that's you how you like, escape it. And then logically think about it, like I mean, I don't know any one person out there that, like, really loves fat. So, I mean, if it was time to love yourself and you're fat, no, would you love that? It's no So then way. it's a no. So then if you love yourself, you got to go work out. I know 100% you, that these people aren't happy. 
Like it's it's a hundred percent when when you're overweight, you are acknowledging that you're not your best self. Exactly. You can in no way say that I operate better this way. Doesn't make any sense. Unless you're an NFL linebacker and you look like Vince Wolford, there's no way that you could tell me your life is getting better this way. For real. And even linemen in the NFL leave the NFL and lose 200 pounds. Mm. So it's like yeah. at some point, there's no way this weight, holding holding on to like weight in the physical is also holding on to weight in the mental. When you let that go... Your body is going to, it's going to thank you. It's going to, it's going to give you a lot more good feelings, good emotions in your brain because it's like, yo, good, good job. That was, that was hard, but hey, we're, we're, we're moving a lot lighter. There's less stress on your ankles, cankles. You could, you could wear, yeah, you could wear, you could wear the, the clothes that you like, like. And and that's those are things that can make you smile when you look in the mirror. Like the clothes that you always saw, but you were like, nah, I wouldn't be able to rock that. Now you could rock that. And you were like, okay. And it's it's about confidence, people. And it starts with those small things. I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself, that's it. I mean, that's that's the beginning. That's the end. Yeah. So I mean, you would want to do that and definitely be like, yeah, I fucking look good. Yo, that is amazing. Like, damn. Start your day off right. Stop exactly. playing. Stop playing with me. Hey, you grown men out there. You grown men out there. I know you. I know you don't want to be fat. I know it. 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 Because it's like, yo, number one, when 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 you get with get your, get with your little your little shorties, you know what I'm saying. You 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 quick you quick to put on your shirt. When you go to the beach, you probably still got a shirt on all day. You quick to put on your boxers. And no one at the beach is like, yeah, we wear shirts around here. Like, that's bullshit. Walking around. You're, you're walking lying. around. You're lying. Lying. Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, having no clothes on is the most frightening thing in your world. And that could be the same for a woman. That could be the same for a man. Escape that fear. Trust Imagine. me, when you get some abs, you're going to want to take your shirt off all the time. <laughs> there ain't gonna be no reason to have a shirt on. There's not, yo, because the abs are your shirt. That's the most manly. <laughs> that's like that's the realest like man thing that I came across. Like the ability to just be like, yo, shirt. Yeah, shirts off. And if you could take off your shirt in any setting, no matter who's around, that is confidence. That is strong, and it is it's real. It's felt. It's felt. Trust me. So don't be that dude. Who's overweight, still thinking, nah, I'm big. Some girls like husky men. Nah, they like she like big. And then there's a girl who you actually meet and she says, Oh no, I like big guys. She's lying or she's overweight as, as well. So at some point, you have to make changes for you in order to tell her, Hey, I know you like this weight, but I'm gonna do this for me to I don't like this weight. Yeah, I don't like this weight. It really I, if you meet a girl who says she likes bigger men, you know, she may like you. But go get around some in shape niggas. You gonna see the tide change, and it's gonna happen quick. God, on God, and it's not gonna be because she doesn't like you. It's just gonna be because what's being offered on the other side is just that much greater. Her options never brought her probably some diesel 
yoked up or even cut up man. So she never had the ability to say, oh, I, I like cut up men. Yeah. No, she yeah. never never had that. So okay. what her option pool was was probably the football team, uh, bigger men who played video games, and men who weren't on their purpose. So, yeah, you are maybe a cooler one. But, yeah, I like big guys. Yeah, no, it's not a reality. Because if I come in that room, don't get mad at me because I feel glorious and I want to take off my shirt. Tell your girl don't look at me. You shouldn't have to tell her nothing. Yeah, and it goes back to what you're putting in your body. It goes I mean, back. I'm gonna be honest right now. I ate some fucking candy today, and I kind of feel like shit. You said candy? Yeah, yeah some candy. I fucking love back, Skittles. Yeah. I've been eating Skittles. I'm back on the Skittles, but I, I'm, I, I dumbed it back down. Yeah, I dumbed it back down. I went crazy for a minute though. Yeah, it like, happens. I went crazy for a minute, like a bag, four days every day. But it was more of a regular, stress response. The joint? Nah, the the the, the cerebrals, yeah. See, but what you probably did, and I know you probably did, you matched that with a workout. Of course. So then it ain't you feel me? Exactly. You can't do it in no workout. And that's you what can I work had out to, yeah. and eat a little Michael bit of candy. Phelps was training for the Olympics, eating like three steaks every day. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't fat. Nah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but you have to put in the work. Don't don't think because you're in a relationship. Oh, I'm still having sex. Maybe you should actually stop having sex in that relationship and get to the gym and use all that energy for good. Yeah. And when she asks you, what are you doing? You, you, you Tell her you're getting right. If she don't respect it, leave her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be honest. Oh, nine times out of ten, <laughs> even if she is fat, she's going to let you go get it in. She's going to let Yeah, because then she can have something better to show off. No woman wants some overweight man that she's not able to flex as well. That's where it becomes business as well. Again, you have to bring yourself to the table and you have to be able to sell yourself as if this is a business. You have to be able to say, this is the reason why I would I would be showing off. But that goes back to why relationships are so poor, are so important. Yeah. You got somebody that can actually keep you honest. True. Throughout the entirety of your life. True. Really keep you on your shit. And you know a lot of you men out there listening right now, it, this is probably not going to make sense, but it that's the truth. You need someone to keep you honest. You need someone to keep you on your shit because why would you ever want to not be on your shit? How does that even make sense? True. You don't want to be around somebody that's not teaching you nothing. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. And if you can't learn something from a female, you're damn sure not going to learn anything from being in a room with men all day. Yeah. Um, and For real. Because 10 to 1, if those dudes don't got girls they're going to, then, bro, you're probably in a room with boys. A few opinions. Yeah, you're in a room. <laughs> You're in a room that's not going anywhere. Yeah, for real. And, yo, I'm just tired of seeing, like, tired of seeing people who are older or older people who don't have it. You know what I mean? And they're willing to, like, down people. Like, now they're in the phase of life where shit didn't go right for me because I made terrible choices. Time for time to, like, really bring people down to me. Time to hate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, man, like, you... Everybody is able to be comfortable. Not everybody's able to get rich. So there's a discrepancy there. Everybody is able to live comfortable and happy, but not everybody is able to have this 
millionaire lifestyle that you see on Instagram, which side are you going to choose? Because the millionaire lifestyle might come with even more stress and all all the more bullshit. I don't want to be famous. I really don't. I'd rather be comfortable, you know what I mean? But a lot of the times, with comfortability does come marriage as well. You can't get that six figures all the time dolo, you know what I oh, mean? Of course not. You like, it's, it's a lot of things where... I think uh, the statistic for for women is three percent of women make over a hundred thousand dollars or greater. Three yeah. percent. When you marry, that number increases to you. It's about twenty percent of women when they're married. So what does that say? That says this partnership could help get things done, get things and accomplished. That three percent is no reflection of the entire community of women. True. So yeah. with that being said, when True. you go out to go look for a wife, when you're out meeting women, when you're out dealing with women, it's best to understand that that 3% isn't reflected in the category of women that you're dealing with. Mind you, that 3% right. is medicine, law, uh, engineering, Stand and basically. and that's it. Yeah. It's it's not business ownership. Ain't, it's not ain't at the same shop, restaurant. Shop. It's not hustling yeah. or it's not Instagram. It's none of those. It's, it's not being an influencer. It's, it's, yeah. No, so no. it's 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 a reality. People are gonna have to get real or die alone. Pretty much, yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate. I hate it. I don't even want to throw salt truth. in the game. But you're gonna be dying alone. It's it's a it's a real truth. Like we gotta face it. You know, it's a one way street, man. I'm, I'm trying to keep it real with y'all, and I got on a tight shirt. Mm. Feel me? Talk to me, Marcus. Talk to me. Tell me, tell me, tell me something about, uh, like, like you were saying earlier, uh, the health, the health and, uh, happiness. Health and happiness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're going to tie that back in and not everybody's happiness looks the same. So mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, bring it up when we were talking about our reflections, but one of the things I've been happy about lately is that I've been getting back into spoken word poetry now. Not everybody does spoken word poetry. I don't expect everybody to do it, but it's what I like. That's, what, that's all that matters at the end of the day. As long as it's constructive, it could be positive, it's fresh. But if that's where you're, you know, I just want to, I'm a writer. I'm a writer first, you know, and I like using my voice, but I appreciate the words and the pen. And, you know, I, I tried to line that up with college and get an English degree, do something that was related to what I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But everybody has a different objective. Everybody has a different skill set. Some people like to do things that are purely physical but the, the the people that you meet that uh that will bike with you or that will run with you or things like that they're good for you you know what i mean and then you also meet people that you might not ever even cross into so you know your happiness is a lot more important than anybody else's because if you're not going to worry about your happiness who is you got to be first but you know i just started writing again and not like i haven't been writing but i've been I haven't been writing what I want. I feel like I have a different voice now in poetry. I've been doing it since I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I'm 23 now. So that's some years, you know what I mean? But um, I just wrote 9, 10, 11 stanzas that were fire. And that, like, kicked off my whole weekend. I've been having a great week ever since. You know, so it's just a, it's just up to you about what do you like to consume that's not going to take you under? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what activities are you going to partake in that, that better you on a regular day? Because for for whatever, you know, these guys' motivation is, if I'm writing a fire poem or I'm writing just crazy, that gives me motivation to do everything. Mm-hmm. Work out, eat right, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it would, it would incorporate me performing in front of, like, you know, back in the day it was open mics or it would be, you know, slams or I'd be going, like, out of state to do something. So it's all about performance and your presence. So, you know, that's just, that's my happiness. And uh, it's funny, I, I'll bring this up too. You know, I was I was 15, probably in, like, 10th grade, and my, I was writing raps in my phone and I would, like, show my teacher, like, after school. And then she was like, oh, like, you should get into spoken word, spoken word poetry. And I said, poetry? Like, that's Which teacher? Pussies. Which Ms. teacher? Mays. Shout out Miss Mays. Miss Mays, you trash. He nah. could feel that way, but Miss Mays dropped poetry. <laughs> Not on fucking me. with you, Miss Mays. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you could come on the pod right now, and I'm gonna let you know, Miss Mays. I'm not fucking with you. Got, Dude. Some, got some business to attend to. Tell Miss Mays we could compare cars. Nah, I'm just kidding. That's hilarious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but yeah, so she put me on the poetry, and I said. <laughs> I said <laughs> And I said, poetry, that's for pussies. That's exactly what I said. All right, well, look at me now. You're the biggest pussy. That's a fact. I love it. Like, this is just my (laughs) But I had to to realize how could I make this look like how I want to. Because it was nobody who I saw do poetry before that, like, you know, had me grab to it. But once I I realized that I had a voice and I could make it sound like how I wanted to cater to... That was my bread and butter. Miss like- Mays was awful. I just want to throw that out there. She told him not to even be around me. You know what I mean? So I'm just throwing that out there. Miss Mays told Marcus. Miss Mays told Marcus to stay from around me because I'm a bad influence on him. Look at me now, Miss Mays. <laughs> she was probably like one out of twelve teachers that said that. When you yeah. got, when you really got into the poetry, yeah, and. You got to the point in your life where, you know, mental health became a big thing. Did you feel like those two things kind of went hand in hand? Like that helped as far as like writing things down? Mm -hmm. I mean, at at first I want to say that it had to do with like, I I would have a million different thoughts on a subject Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't know how to express it in like everyday conversation. So like free form that you get with poetry, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, I like spoken word better and that's what I jumped into because it's performance. Like... If you don't get chills when somebody performing a piece, you know, more than likely it's not good as compared to yeah. like a written poem where it's like you have to know how to read written poetry to, to even appreciate it. You know exactly. I mean? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, I later along the line jumped into written poetry, but spoken words is like my backbone. But gotcha. when I did that, it was just like, all right, I'd have a million different ideas on something, but I wouldn't know how to articulate it. In an everyday conversation so just how loose it was and how you know malleable it was how much i could manipulate words and phrases and lines gotcha i could bring 10 20 ideas to the table and you might not get everyone but you get most of them and you appreciate it and without gotcha. even having to say anything you kind of understand me a little bit more so like jumping into a podcast game you know that's a, that's a different water but you know in the in the vein of performance it's the same thing Word. I fuck with that. That's real cool. Because I've always felt like, and I don't even want to call it an issue, but I, I there's always been in my head uh, a bunch of, whether it be ideas, thoughts, phrases, mm-hmm. and just the way I feel about it. 
that I'm trying to translate in a way so that people have the same feelings I have about yeah. it. Or can understand. It's, it's all been for communication. Yeah. It's all been for communication. It is. That's crazy how that works. And just even like figuring out that translation, whether you translate it, say, like through a painting or a poem mm-hmm. or. Yeah, whatever lane it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's interesting to think about it and the process that you go through to get through that translation. Right. Because, you know, you always start with your own thought and your own idea, but just like getting people to understand And Sometimes I'd have a conversation and where that person would get in the discussion, I'd be like, no, but I want to be right here. Yeah. Fuck over there. Fuck what you're talking about. I want to be right here. But I guess that would all go back to how I relayed that idea. Exactly. Exactly. So I would I would get, you know, I would get mad at, at. at people or myself, depending on like whether I felt like I was the person who was communicating wrong or I just I couldn't get through to them. But mm. you know, the same way that uh, you could show somebody better than you could tell them, it's like if I can show you that I, I strung this poem together like effortlessly, I got the hand motions, I got the presence, and you eat that up, you're gonna listen to that way before you listen to listen to me just regularly speak on something exactly you know what i'm saying word, so word. It, it, but but like i'm saying everybody's happiness mm-hmm. looks different you can't be afraid for your happiness to look different and you know i had to learn that's one way i learned confidence was from doing spoken word because you're going up on the stage or in front of however many people mm-hmm. you put in your piece or you know whatever's personal you want a cutting board for somebody to determine whether Oh, this was ass, or oh no, this was great, or mm, I wasn't really paying attention. That's a strength that a lot of people don't have to begin with. Mm-hmm. We have that strength by even having a podcast and sitting up here and doing this. So where to where whatever's gonna come at us, we're making it not not acceptable, but we're the ones making the platform to to speak on something or for you to get your comments off. For you to feel better about your day. For you to get some game. So, you know, everybody's happiness looks different. Don't be afraid for your happiness. So, question. Is the act of translating those ideas you have in your head to something as beautiful as, like, uh, a piece of a poem? Mm -hmm. Is that act where you... Is going through that act where you find... is, Is that where you, like, find your happiness? Or is it in people, like... Taking that all in and understanding it. It's it's, in the completion, probably. It's in the completion. Because I don't, I I, I was doing like slam poetry, spoken word, but it's when you're competing. And they they have some funny rules to me. And I always said that they could be better. Yeah. But it wasn't the environment that I wanted to be, right? But got you. No, it's always the completion. It's always finding appreciation. And I'm writing something that you could listen to 40 times and get something new out of it every time. Gotcha. But, That's good. But on, the, but on the, the surface level, it still looks good to you. It still has curb appeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm okay. saying? I that makes sense. I can't even waste my time on people trying to understand me or not. You either on my frequency or you're not. Yeah. So I want to get into that. Um, so I want to get into uh, 10 quick ways that you could boss yourself up. Uh, this is generally for men, but women, feel free to participate. Uh, one... One is cold showers. Uh, men, uh, cold showers is has like a cryotherapy effect on the body. It gives your body new blood to pump in. Uh, I do it for about a minute. I would suggest going for two minutes if you could, but put it on that coldest setting and just hang in there. Just hold it for 60 seconds. Count to 60. Um, that is a great way to boost your testosterone, get your new blood flow. I would suggest it before you even go on a date. 
take a cold shower, get your head right. Uh, two, cut off those weak friends. Um, anybody who's enabling you to uh, not be your greatest self, uh, you should definitely cut them off because they're stopping your progression on your path. And your path is most important because 10 to 1, those weak friends, you're going to lose them in some random argument. It doesn't really matter. You're not going to die with them. Um, <clears throat> number three, progress hunting. Uh, always want you to hunt for progress. Anything that you can do that you can actually progress with and it's positive for you, go for it. Um, I started doing multiple different things just to add to my progress. I started doing the cardio even when I lifted just to add to the progress. I started reaching out to uh, more trainers mm -hmm. just so I can have mentorship when it comes to becoming a personal trainer. It just adds to the progress. Do everything in your power to always make that day that day where you did something else. You know what I mean? Or yesterday was the day where I actually reached out to this person. You know what I mean? Make every day have some type of meaning and then you'll know that you're doing good because at, by the end of the week, you'll be like, I did this, I did this, I did this. Can I interject real quick? Go ahead. The only time that we're not afraid of time passing by is when we're doing something positive or productive. Mm-hmm. Or just affecting people in a positive way. Always be aware of your impact, like I said before. Uh, number four, choose women worth marriage. You know what I mean? A lot of the times, as a dude, you might be chasing women just to get your energy sources off. Mm -hmm. But in that same connection and in that same breath, you kind of are just looking for a meaningless connection and entanglement. And that really won't better you. Uh, you might think, oh, I'm just, I'm, I just practice. I'm making, making myself better. But no, that's not the case. It's not the case, brother. Um, you could have actually used that time to make yourself a lot better and increase your options to find a woman that wouldn't even let you. You know what I mean? She might want you to court her. She might want you to treat her with some respect. You know, she might make you wait. But start understanding that there's a level of respect where not every woman will be instant gratification. That, that's a better way to manage your desires. Cut off the porn. I, that, that goes hand in hand. Cut off the porn, too. You know what I mean? Understand that everything won't be that easy. Sometimes you have to put your head down and you have to work for things. And that will just only make you better. Number five, uh, ask yourself, how can you change the world? If you wake up every morning and you ask yourself, how can I change the world? It will kind of show you where you are on your path. Uh, what have you done this far how many lives have you affected this far in the positive, and what was that related to? How many lives have you affected this far in the negative, and what was that related to? Drawing those discrepancies can help you choose you. You know, life is all about choices, and it's really important to make the right ones just for your longevity. Uh, number six, diversify your friend groups. I didn't notice that my voice was as powerful as it was until I started diversifying my friend groups. If I just stuck with just black friends because that was all I was around in the hood at the time, then that's what you stick with. And those are the same behaviors that you stick with. Those are the same 
uh, words that you stick with. So I had to, I noticed once I got white friends, I said nigga a lot less. I noticed it's not appropriate to say nigga this much. I started noticing that there are more words in the dictionary. Yeah, as much as you just chumping yourself out of learning more language. Exactly. And it's that. and it's yeah. a lot easier to be able to talk to other people of different nationalities, ethnicities, if you have this this tool where you can speak, you know? Yeah, communicate. And you could you and I love relating to people. So being able to communicate with multiple types of people, that always made me feel better as a person. Number seven, spend money on your improvements. Uh, all money that you spend, always think, is this going towards improving me? Because now when you're in the drive through at Wendy's, you might be like, mm, I shouldn't even be here. You might you might be one of those people that leave the drive through Not because the line long, but just because, you know, you want your time long. So be smart. Um, think about your improvements and always spend money on... Per month, if you're going to spend money per month on something, don't spend it on the tender gold. Spend it on that gym membership. One is going to get you farther tender in life. Tender gold is fucking crazy. Tender gold is nuts. Yo, tender gold is nuts. Go outside and go talk to some females, bro. If you're doing tender gold, cancel that motherfucker right no, now. No, we got I'm it. telling you, if you're a black man, there ain't that many of us in the country. If you're doing tender gold, cancel that on shit. On God. On God. Number eight, sleep eight hours a day, minimum. I mean, some people can't sleep that long, but if you're in the gym, you want to make sure you're getting those hours of sleep in just so you can have your recovery, so you're not groggy, so you don't react. Yeah, love's top two, and it ain't one. Love isn't reaction. It's, it's all about understanding. You know what I mean? Usually that person who takes the time to chill and have that cooler head, they're less erratic, and it's a lot better. Uh... Nine, hit the gym. That's one. That it's, it's 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 it's. I swear I don't know what else to say. Um, I don't want to. It's the corona destroyed the excuse of I don't have a gym. Um, it's a lot of different reasons. I'm gonna throw this out there. It's a real secret. I don't know. I don't know if that corona shit is real. I don't even think it's real. But I just had to put that out there. But hey, if you healthy, you don't even gotta worry about it. All those prerequisites and predisposed conditions, all that's, that's all related to weight. Lower your weight, long, engage in a longer life. You know what I mean? Who doesn't want to lengthen their life? Uh, and number 10. Number 10. Like I said before, life is all about choices. So always choose happiness. You know? Don't choose instant gratification. Don't choose the easy way out. Always choose happiness, and in that choice, you will make the right decision, you know? But, come on, this is your life, you know what I mean? I don't got to live it for you. I'm, I'm right here talking to you, and I'm in a tight shirt, and I got veins popping through the tight, tight shirt. shirt count is on three. I, <laughs> yo, here's the thing. If you follow all these rules, you could wear a tight shirt, too. And you, you, everybody in the room gonna like the tight shirt that you got on, cause it's on you. And you could be your best you. We here to foster a new generation of happy people with good character. You feel me? High value and good character. People who love themselves and able to love someone else. You have to love yourself to be capable to love someone else.
That's facts. Yep. All the way. Alright. Yes, you know what I mean? But that's episode four. I hope y'all enjoyed. Uh don't forget to follow us Peace. on Instagram at a one way street. Subscribe on YouTube at a one way street. Like, comment. Uh follow me on Instagram at Lenny One Way. All day. Oh, Shake Johnson. That's on IG. At Marcus Spoke. That's Marcus with a W. And don't forget to follow my boy Kaiser Paradox Visions, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, we out, man. Episode four. It was a blast. Hey.